0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 3rd, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of jesus right now we're in the parable of the prodigal son this is so good yesterday i provided you a grace refresher i've I've given you many faith refreshers along the way along the years where i just say hey let me kind of rejuvenate you a little bit of teaching on faith what faith is how faith functions how faith works how you live by faith all of that yesterday i gave you a grace refresher like a reminder of the goodness and the grace of god today i'm flowing in that same vein The title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, part 92. Don't serve God out of obligation. Put in the chat, I do not serve God out of obligation. And the subtitle is everything God has is yours. Everything. Everything the father has is already mine. I'm a son. I'm not a slave. I'm not a servant. I'm a son. I'm a child of the most high God. Everything God has is mine. Say amen to that. Get ready to receive what God is about to impart in your life. Everything God has is mine. I'm a son of God. I'm not a slave. I'm not a servant. I am a son. I can rest in the fact that what God has for me is for me. And so to God be the glory for that. Amen. All right. So listen, before we actually get into the message for this morning, I want to thank all of our partners and supporters. I posted a video yesterday of Isabella and I at the school and uh, we we've been visiting. We visited the school the last couple of days. Oh, my God, it's so good to see the children. I posted a video there just to see, you know, for our partners to see on the second floor. We have 10 classrooms. And on the second floor, uh, those classrooms didn't have ceiling fans. The ones on the first floor did. And the kids were like, hey, man, it's super hot up here. So we install ceiling fans. We installed uh, some other stairs. Uh, We're always, you know, making improvements to the school. And we do that with your donations. Right. So we're able to do that because you help us to do that, all of our partners and our supporters. So, you know, we are here representing you and uh, everything that we're doing for these children and everything that we do in our ministry. If you're a partner with Riggin and Isabella Pena Ministries, then what the grace that's on our ministry is also on you. You are a partaker of that grace and everything that this ministry does is attributed to your account in heaven. So thank you so much for your partnership and for your support. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. If you haven't seen that little one minute clip, Go check us out. I put a YouTube short yesterday. People got a kick out of seeing Isabella playing soccer out there with those kids to God be the glory. Y'all ready? All right. So before we get into the message for this morning, Psalms 126 and verse four is a scripture we've been looking at all year. If there's any area of your life that's dried up, let this scripture minister to you. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore me to the form of glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over me until dry hearts are drenched again. I don't want any area of your life to be dry. All right. So there's a lot I have to cover this morning. Uh, I'm about to get into this. I want you to open up your heart to receive. This is what Jesus said about this parable. This, He told the story. He said, a man had two sons. Now, the younger son said, hey, dad, I want my money now. The money that you stored up as an inheritance, I want it now while you're still alive. So the father was gracious. He said, OK, this is not right, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to give it to you. And then he distributed it to the both sons. because He had two sons. The other son was like, why are you giving me money? I didn't even ask for it. My brother's a jerk. That's what he is. And so he's upset with his brother. His brother takes the money. Now, when both boys got the money, the older son didn't let the money change him at all. He just kept working for his father. He, was, he just went through. He was faithful. He was loyal. He was dedicated. All of that. The younger son, as soon as he got the money, he got all his stuff together. He was, he was like, out 5,000. Gee, remember that? He was like, out of here. I'm out of here like last year. And he left. And he spent all his money. And the Bible says he spent it on wild living. Ooh, I'm wild living. He did some wild stuff while he was out there. As soon as his money ran out, guess what? A famine swept over the land. Then he got hungry. Then he was looking for a job. And he got a job with this farmer. The farmer put him out there with pigs. He's a Jew. Jews don't mess with pigs. What you doing out there with pigs? He was so hungry that the pig slop was looking good to him. And the Bible says nobody gave him anything to eat. That's what it is. That's what you big, bad, and bold. You make those dumb decisions. You reap. You sow bad seed, you're going to reap a bad harvest. But anyway, he's out there. He came to himself, the Bible says. He said, you know what, even the servants in my father's house have it better than me. They, they have food. And, you know, one of them, Joe, I know Joe is fat. That Joe was always eating. They always got food. Let me go home. I'm just adding stuff to the story. This is the Rick Pina version. And so he goes home and he's starving. He's like, man, man, let me go get some food. He's going home, but he's nursing and rehearsing. He's repentant at this point. And he says, I'm going to say to my father, father, I'm not worthy to be called your son. Can you please just make me a servant? Just give me a, a job. I don't need to sleep in my room. I could just sleep with the servants quarters, all of that. But at the same time, the father was looking out every day, praying and believing God for his son to come home. He saw his son from afar off. As soon as he saw him, he ran to his son. He threw his arms around him. He kissed him on the neck. He said, oh, my son who was dead and he is now alive. The son was like, no, daddy, I, I just uh, if it, if it, you could just give me a job, I, I don't need to be. Uh, you know, if uh, he was like, man, shut up! You're not a slave. You're not a servant. Your son, go get the robe, go get the ring, go get the the sandals. Let's throw a party. Kill the fatted calf. My son, who was dead, he's now alive. So they throw throw this party. The whole time, the older brother's working. And he's dedicated. I mean, he's working. He's loyal. He's faithful. He gets home. He's like, what's all this music? What's all this stuff? And one of the servants says, I mean, that's how they had it going on. They had, you know, so many servants. One of the servants says, hey, your brother's home. So your father killed the fat cat. We're throwing a party. Come on. And he said, man, I ain't going in there. And so the father comes out. He's like, hey, what's, go- what's going on, son? And this is what the son said, the older son, that we're going to talk about the older brother today. So the older brother was angry. And his father was begging him. Come on, man. Come on. And this is what the older son said. All these years. I have slaved for you. This is this is how some religious people are towards God. God, all these years I've been going to church Sunday after Sunday, Sunday. I have a perfect Sunday school attendance record. And you're going to mess around and bless that joke over there. He's nasty. And I know what he I know he ain't living right. And you're going to bless him and not bless me all these years. He says all these years I've slaved and never once have I refused to do a single thing that you told me to do. And all the time you, you've never even killed a goat for me. And you killed the fatter calf for that joker. He went out there. He spent all his money on prostitutes. And then you're going to kill the fatter calf. And his father said, look, son, this is what we're going to minister today. Come here, son. Calm down. You have always been with me. I want you to know something. Everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. Put this in the chat. Everything God has is mine. He says, now, I had to celebrate your uh, your brother, man. Your brother, I mean, come on. I, don't get mad at me for being so good. <laughs> don't get mad at God for being a good God. I got to celebrate your brother. But everything I have is yours. What does this mean for you today? I'm still talking about grace, And this is going to be good. Now I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. You ready? Rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Uh, And here we go. You ready? I want to make sure the Internet connection is still good. Yeah, we're all good. All right. You ready? I have five things to share with you. Open up your heart to receive. Number one, the misunderstood inheritance. We got to embrace our sonship. Put in the chat. I will embrace my sonship. The older son in the parable was working diligently. his father he was working faithfully for his father and he resented the fact that his brother was having a party because he had never had a party he was focused watch this on his performance and he was focused on his effort and that's what religious people do the father focused on his position the father was like hey son um the father was like no son hey you've always stayed by me and everything that i have is yours everything that i have is yours so Many Christians are like the older son. Let me just talk about this for a minute. Many Christians serve God diligently, but they miss the joy of their inheritance. Put this in the chat. I will not miss out on my joy. I'm not going to serve God diligently, but then serve God miserably. Right. We got to recognize that our service to God is not an attempt to earn God's favor. His favor is already ours. Put in the chat. God's favor is already upon me. I'm not trying to earn the favor of God. I'm not trying to earn the blessing of God. I'm not trying to earn my position in Christ. I already have a position. So the the father assured the older son that everything he had was already his. And this is a picture of the access that we have to the father by the grace of God. We are co-heirs with Christ Jesus. We are co-heirs. Everything God has for Jesus, God has for me. I am a co-heir. I am a joint heir with Christ Jesus, I am a son, I am a daughter of the most high God. I'm not a slave, I'm not a servant. I am a son. I'm not working for God's blessing. I already have the blessing. I'm not working for God's acceptance. I already have the acceptance. I already told you yesterday, I'm not working cuz I'm trying to afraid of going to hell. I know I'm not going to hell. I just do it because I love God. We we sh- we got to learn how to do things out of the fact that we just love God. And sometimes many times as a Christian, you have not Because you ask not. And to this day, stop being bitter about what God is doing in other people's lives and make a demand on the blessing that's already yours. You are a son. You are a daughter. Enjoy your position in Christ Jesus. Enjoy the joy of the Lord. The favor of God is already upon you. Don't get bitter over what God is doing in other people's lives. If God is blessing someone else, celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy and just walk your walk. Run your race at your pace with your grace. What God has for you is for you. Say amen to that. Put in the chat what God has for me is for me. All right, number two, the heart of the father. I want you to understand God's generosity. God is a good God. Put in the chat. God is a good God. God is a good, good father. God is, God is good. And God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. And God blesses other people even though they don't deserve it. You know why? Because God is a good God. And don't get mad at God for being so good. Religious people get mad at God for being good because God is a good God. Religious people, want what they, what they want to do is they want God to, to curse people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they did that wrong. Get them God. Get them God. And God is a good God, man. Stop. Stop wanting God to just throw down fire from heaven. The older son's attitude reveals his lack of understanding of his own father and his own father's generosity. God does not withhold good things from us. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. The father's response to the older son was that, hey, son, everything I have is already yours. Come on. What are you talking about? You got to recognize that in the kingdom of God, you should never have a scarcity mindset. Put in the chat. I will never have a scarcity mindset. God is never going to run out. So, so I don't have to get upset. if Now, if we only have limited resources, if I'm a father and I only have 10 of this thing and I tell the family I only have 10 and I have two sons and I give one son eight and I only have 10, then the other son could be upset. Well, how come you gave him eight? Now we only got you only got two for me. But God is never going to run out. God, God, don't have the fear of running out. Have faith in running over. You should never have a scarcity mindset. So your relationship with God, let me help religious people real quick. Uh, your relationship with God should never be transactional. Put in the chat, my relationship with God will not be transactional. See, when you when your relationship with God is transactional, you're real religious. What you're doing is, I am going to go to church. I am going to write this check, God. I'm writing this check. I am going to uh, feed the hungry. I am going, and, and God, because I'm doing this, I need you to bless me. And you know, God, I'm doing it. And, you know, I'm not like my sister and, you know, my sister doesn't do it. And I am I'm going to go to the jail. You know why? Because you said when I was in jail, you visited me. I'm going to do that. God, look at what I'm doing. And because I'm doing it, I need you to bless me. And look, don't do it for her because she ain't going to the jail. She ain't trying to do nothing. She is so so. So, yep, she's going to get what she deserves. And then religious people are transactional. Don't be that way. Just walk with God and let God walk with you. God is God. And if he wants to bless somebody, celebrate the fact that he's a good God. I mean, like God is if God only gave us what we deserve, we would all be men and women most miserable. And so so transactional religious people say, I'm going to do this. God, I need you to do that. No, don't be transactional. God is like, you're my son. You're my daughter. Everything I have in the kingdom is already yours. I already made plans for you, son. I already made plans for you, daughter. And everything you need to accomplish your divine assignment is already stored up for you. All I need you to do is make a demand on what's already yours. Just ask for it. I'm not going to withhold anything from you. Just ask for it. You have not because you ask not. Jesus said... The father knows what you need before you ask, but you still need to ask. So why don't you just open up your mouth and ask? He was like, son, if you ever wanted a party, man, I could have thrown you 10. Everything I have is yours. I didn't know you wanted a party. I didn't even know you like parties. If you wanted a party, I would have thrown you a party. Stop getting mad at what God is doing for other people and just open up your mouth and ask. Don't be jealous. What God has for them is for them, and what God has for you is for you. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Number three. <laughs> I feel like preaching this morning. Number three. The labor of love versus the duty of obligation. So, so you ought to serve God out of a labor of love, not out of the duty of obligation. The older son was operating under the duty of obligation. I'm a son. This is my father's business. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to work. I'm going to be faithful. I'm doing what's right. I'm dotting every I. I'm crossing every T. And that's what religious people do. But our work for God should be a labor of love. Listen, nobody pays me to do today's work. I've been doing today's work for 26 years. No nope. matter of fact, nobody pays us to do anything at Rick and Isabella Ministries. We don't take any salary or no money from the ministry. So, matter of fact, we give to the ministry. We don't take from the ministry. So I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this for love. I do this because I love to do it. I'm doing this because when I say, hey, good morning, this is Rick Pina. I'm bringing you, I am, I I love it. This is what I'm called to do. I I, I can't not do it. This is my divine assignment. I'm doing it as a labor of love, not out of the duty of obligation. listen, you, you, you should serve God because you love him, not because you're afraid of going to hell. You should serve God because you love him, not because out of some duty of obligation. Oh, man, we got to go to this thing for the church because, you know, that you, you know we, we got to because I have a title and I need it. Listen, no, don't do it then. You should do it because you want to do it. You should do it because your heart is in it. If you're doing it out of obligation, then don't do it. That, w- w- nobody's forced, nobody's twisting your arm. You shouldn't be doing stuff out of obligation. You shouldn't be doing stuff. No, you should be doing it out of love, not performance based religion. It should be grace based. You walk with God by grace. Listen, God's desire is for us to come to Him with the heart of a son, the heart of a daughter, not a worker. A worker, this is why it's dangerous not to see yourself as a worker. Oh, I'm a worker. I'm at the church four times a week. Oh, I'm, I'm doing this. i got to jump on this car. I'm a worker. I'm working. No, don't do that. Because if you have the mindset of a worker, then a worker gets upset easy. They're going to get upset if in two cases, right? Either one, they're afraid that they haven't done enough. So, oh, I need to work harder because I don't think I've done enough. Or they think they've done too much and they're not being recognized for. it. Here I am. I'm busting my butt. I'm at this church all this time. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Nobody says nothing to me. And now they're going to put her on stage. Pastor on stage in front of everybody said Sister Cucumber did a good job. That joke, she barely does anything around here. Pastor don't say nothing about me. You see, now you got the wrong spirit. You got the wrong attitude. You're not doing it because you love God. You're doing it because you want to be recognized. And so stop doing that. You you got to just open up your heart to the goodness of God and know that everything that God has for you is for you. And God's blessing is, is already yours. Put in the chat. Say it's already mine. I'm preaching better than you saying amen in the chat, by the way. All right. Number four, recognizing your full access in Christ Jesus. The older son had the full access to everything the father had. Everything. Everything. Everything the father had was already his. You got to recognize that everything God has is already mine. We got to come to the realization that God's resources are available to me and they're available to me now. I don't have to wait. My standing with God is secure. I know that I'm a son. I, I know that it's not performance-based. I know that it's grace-based. Every promise that God has put in his word is already mine. All the promises of God are in him, yes, and God is looking for an amen from me. Glory to God, I'm going to put an amen on these promises. Father, I thank you. I'm, I'm going to pray over my business. I'm going to pray over my job. I'm going to pray over my children. I'm going to pray over my man. I'm going to open up my mouths and ask for stuff. I'm going to set my faith in agreement for what God has already provided because everything God has is already mine, but but God knows what I need, but he, but, but he still needs me to ask. And so I'm I'm going to open up my mouth. I'm going to set my faith in agreement. I'm going to provide faith where God has provided grace, and I'm going to walk in God's best. Say amen to that. God's resources are not earned. God's resources are given by grace. Grace is a gift. You can't work for a gift. All you can do for a gift is receive it. If you try to work for the gift, then the gift is no longer a gift. The gift is payment. So it can't. No, God's saying, no, I'm not trying to get you. I'm not paying you. No. No. No, don't say you pay tithes. You ain't paying me nothing. You can give tithes. You can give an offering, but you ain't paying me nothing. Don't ever say you paying me. Oh, I'm paying my tithes. I'm paying God. What are you? Are you crazy? Everything belongs to me. What are you talking about? You ain't paying me nothing. I'm God. The Bible says, God said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't ask you. Everything belongs to me. So don't come to God with that type of attitude, like transaction, I'm paying, I'm doing, I'm showing up because then God has to bless. No, stop. If that's your attitude, you need to stop. Your your attitude should be everything God has is already mine. I'm not living with the mentality that I'm going to die and leave the earth and go to heaven someday. I'm living with the mentality mentality that i'm bringing heaven to the earth every day i'm living heaven on earth because everything god has is mine and it's by grace it's not by works it's not by merit it's not by performance if i were if we're honest i'm not good enough if we're honest i'm just not that smart i'm not that good i'm not that righteous my righteousness is but filthy rags but god made me righteous i am the righteousness of god by faith jesus blood i'm covered by the blood of jesus what can make me White as snow, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Right. So, so I'm covered. I'm blessed. I'm anointed. I'm called. But it's by grace. It's about him. It's not about me. And everything God has is already mine. Say amen to that. And number five. And finally, so I can let you go for the weekend. The joy of the Lord needs to be your strength. The older son lacked joy because he wasn't living under the grace of God. He was li- living under performance. And religious people are very performance based. The joy of the Lord will not be your strength if you are performance based. And the older son didn't really understand his position. Listen, religious people are quick to lose their joy because of their performance based relationship. They are constantly religious. People are constantly judging their performance and judging the performance of other people. Constantly judging their performance and judging their performance of other people. And that's a bad p- place to be because either you're going to say, oh, man, I'm not measuring up. I need to work harder to get God's blessing. Or you're going to make the mistake of saying, oh, I'm better than other people and they're not measuring up to me. In both cases, you're wrong. In both cases, you're wrong. If you think you're not good enough. Or if you think you're better than other people, either way is wrong. You're focused on your performance. What you need to be doing is focus on God's grace. God, what you have for me is for me. Father, I thank you. Oh my God, Sister Susie. I know she's been through a lot. And and I know that, matter of fact, she was out there in the world for a while. But Lord, you blessed her anyway. And your goodness brought her back. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness on Sister Susie. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness on Brother Johnson. And I also know, Lord, that you have some good stuff for me. And so I'm going to walk my assignment. I'm going to walk this thing out. I'm open to what you want to do in my life. I'm your child. I I declare that you are on me and in me and with me and for me. I can celebrate what you're doing for Brother Johnson. I can celebrate what you're doing for Sister Susie. It has nothing to do with whether or not their performance was perfect, because their performance was not perfect. If I'm honest, God, my performance is not perfect either. But thank you, Father, for your goodness that's on my life. What you have for me is for me, and I'm going to walk it out. I don't be like the older son who missed out on the celebration. No, no! Celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. I'm going to celebrate what what you're doing for her. I'm gonna celebrate what you're doing for him because I know that I'm gonna celebrate doggone it what you're doing for me. And so, so you have more than enough. You're never gonna run out. You could bless him. You could bless her. You could bless all of us. I know what you have for me It's for me, and I know without a doubt that I'm gonna walk this thing out. And so, so that's the type of mentality we want to have. Don't be like the older son, missing out on the party, being very judgmental. You know, criticizing other. Don't be that. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that leaves church, goes to the restaurant and it's sitting in the restaurant and the waiter can see that you just got out of church and you just talking about everybody that was in the service. Did you see such and such? Don't be that person. That's not, God didn't call us to live that way. God called us to celebrate one another, to support one another, to build each other up and not to tear each other down. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I know I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. All right. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, say father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I stand in the revelation of my true identity in you. I'm not a servant. I'm not a slave. I am a son. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. Everything you have is already mine. I reject the scarcity mindset. I receive a mindset of abundance. Your generosity has no bounds. So I serve you with a labor of love born out of an attitude of gratitude, not out of duty or obligation. I walk in the joy of the Lord. Your joy is my strength. I'm confident that I can access your promises and I receive them by faith. So this day, Father, I enter into it with a joyful heart, knowing that your goodness is poured out on all children. I celebrate them, And I celebrate me living with this mindset. I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, uh, share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And then number three, number three, if you don't have my new book on audio, go to Audible or wherever you get audiobooks, uh, Apple Audio, and search for Rick Pina. I have two books now that are available in audio format. So get those. They're going to be a blessing to you. I love you. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys next week. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us and what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States.